A.M. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield broadcasting today from the Nebraska Soybean Board Studio, which is brought to you by the Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. A variety of things we're going to take a look. You know, it's been kind of an interesting marketing day. Look at the wheat, for example. They started out so strong, didn't finish much that way, had some red on the screen from them. But what are we seeing in the overall trend for these markets? And are we in a downward trend that's going to continue? And then a question that we had that we talked a little bit about yesterday, wanted to get uh, Aaron's comments today, is do we hold on to corn and beans as we go into the new year? As you heard me just mention, Aaron Bertels, he's joining us. He is with Crossroads Marketing. So let's start out this overall trend in the markets. What are you thinking, Aaron? Yeah, we've had, you know, obviously it was a good day. We've had a good, you know, little bounce from the lows that we've seen here in the last couple weeks. And I, I still believe that we're in a place where, unless something big shifts from a South American standpoint, which, you know, we all know that means La Nina, right? If La Nina comes in, uh, settles in, you know, sometime in December around that time frame, uh, then we can have a shift in, in what the overall trend is here. For now, I still believe that trend is lower as long as they believe overall supply is going to increase, which, you know, we've seen really good yields from our standpoint. It's It's difficult to think that, USDA reports are going to be friendly moving forward, or at least in any significant way that matters. And then also with South America, I mean, they're looking to plant a lot of acres. They're off to a very good start right now. Um, as long as La Nina doesn't become a problem down the road, which it still very well could be, um, I think that's the only thing that can really shift the overall momentum of this market. Now, in the short term, you're going to see, you know, moves like this. I don't think they're going to be able to just pull the rug out from under this market because there is too many other things going on and too many concerns, or at least things that we should be concerned about, which is, you know, we have a tighter carryout. We do need to have uh, this crop in South America come to fruition. And you have a lot of concern over inflation uh, or with inflation. So, you know, I think all of those things are things that are going to keep uh, – keep people in the marketplace and buying on some of those bigger moves that you see, like we saw, you know, just this last week where we had a big downturn and soybeans, a little bit smaller downturn in corn, but it got bought up pretty quickly. Now we closed well today. Um, We haven't really done anything significant yet to the upside to think that we're going to make another bigger move up. Uh, We'll have to wait and see if that's the case, but I still think you're, you're going to keep this trend in the market where we're, we're working lower as we go into into wintertime and then, you know, past that as long as La Nina doesn't become a huge concern. You talk that trend. How long do we see this downward trend continue for the markets? Well, I think it's going to be one of those things where until you have something significant change. Now, again, you're going to have the normal stuff that's going to, to adjust um, some of these movements. Like as we get into to winter here, um, you know, when you move into springtime, we're going to have some acreage battle. I mean, that's a huge concern this year, right? What does fertilizer do? What do people plant? Uh, we're going to have to have those things. We're going to have, uh, even no matter what crop comes out of Brazil, uh, we're going to need to secure acres ourselves. We're going to need to um, produce a crop next year and a big crop. That's not going to change. So you're going to have those normal things that take place. Um, I just think some of these little things that are kind of clouding everything, like inflation or you know, another thing that's going to keep uh, prices uh, up or at least not uh, having them fall to pieces is that farmers are going to have control over the grain now. And they have more money right now than they've had in a while just because of uh, some of the prices that we've seen and, and the way the crops have been. And it's going to take some um, work 
for elevators to get uh, those bushels from producers, plus the fact that, you know, they're looking at much higher input costs for next year. So they want to maximize as much profit out of this year's crop as they possibly can. So you, you look at this, and we were talking about this earlier today in the markets, this this war that's already starting to brew between corn and beans and acres and, and looking at these input costs. How much of that's going to be factored into these markets, and, and what do we as, as producers need to think about when we start making those seed purchases if we haven't already done so? I think you just have to take it, you have to think about what you can control here, right? I, you know, if you are going to make those choices, if you're going to make choices to plant more soybeans, um, you know, you need to be thinking about what you're going to do to protect the price then, right? I mean, I, I, I get it, and I get the talk of, hey, I'm going to do this, do that. But unless you actually make the decision to go and protect the prices, it's going to be hard to, to make that adjustment once spring comes um, unless it, the prices have gone in your favor, which if everybody's thinking about making these switches to beans and they actually uh, do it, it's going to be tough to see that price still be where it is right now. Do you see, I mean, obviously I like how you say we can't got to control what we can control right now. Having said that, we had a listener question that came in yesterday, and I wanted to get your, your two cents on it as well. Do we hold on, if we can financially, hold on to these corn and beans or one or the other and hold them in the bin and, and wait till 2022? I think everybody's going to do some things a little bit different. I personally, you know, am more of a, I try to be a little bit more proactive with some of this and the prices that we have in front of us, um, if it hasn't been sold sometime this last summer, are still very good prices. And there's nothing that's said that just because fertilizer prices are high or just because input prices are high, that grain prices have to be high, right? Now, I will say that I believe basis will probably be very strong again, right? Because elevators and end users are going to have to do things uh, to get grain from producers because um, guys are going to be able to hang on longer than maybe they have been able to in the past. But these are very good prices still that we're seeing today. And if I overall expect a downward trajectory, unless something really changes, then I'd be looking at ways to, to get that stuff protected or priced as soon as possible. Interesting the things to think about. We want to come back. I want to get your thoughts as we look at what's happening, uh, weather concerns going on. We know we got some export numbers that came in this morning. Maybe some frustrations as well from a wheat complex. We've got a lot more to look at as we continue. It is a Tuesday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell. It's being brought to you, of course, as we continue with the Nebraska Soybean Board Studio. And Aaron Bertels is joining us. He is with Crossroads Marketing. More is coming up. Stick around. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. At Fontenelle Hybrids, our dealers make the difference in the products we sell. Here's Fontenelle dealer Kevin Callwhite from Humphrey, Nebraska. We've had wonderful success. We do a lot of field trials, side-by-sides, and test plots to help fine-tune products for our customers' specific needs. I have peace of mind knowing that next year's products will be selected and tested by someone that knows our farms and knows our area, and that's Fontenelle. For more, visit Fontenelle.com. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide labels. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We'll continue our conversation with Aaron Bertels. Aaron is with Crossroads Marketing. So we've off off kind of talking about what's been happening with these crops these last couple of days. Curious, do you have any weather concerns? Have you heard any weather concerns as more rain moves in and is going to definitely put a, a stall, Aaron, to this harvest? You know, not right now. We're 
we're ahead of the five-year average by a decent amount on everything. I mean, the big concerns would be, like you said, you guys have some severe weather coming. Not the time of year if you want to see uh, severe weather warnings um, with high winds or anything like that as, as guys are trying to get things moving. And we know they've they've been out and maybe just got back in in a lot of places here this afternoon. Um, so, you know, at this point, I don't think the market's concerned too heavily about that, but you never like to see those um, severe weather this time of year. So go beyond that. Uh, what are we seeing when it comes to uh, export buying? I know it's been kind of on the slower stance lately, especially with China coming off of holiday, going back on holiday, back off again. Um, we going to see a pickup maybe in demand, especially since these crops are pretty fresh in the bin? I think you should expect it. Uh, it's, it needs to. You know, we've, we've had a few weeks in a row there where things were really starting to pick up and, and soybean pace caught up quickly. Um, but we had another poor export inspection week uh, that came out yesterday. It was obviously last week. Uh, we've had some sales here recently, had some sales this morning. So all that's good. But you do need to see it pick up, right, at this point. Ethanol has been a, a good um, thing the last couple of weeks. We've caught way back up on that. The margins are good. So that should continue. Uh, it's just, is it going to be a concern now uh, because we are having better yields that are coming out and because we are expecting uh, to get to a point here where South America, as long as they don't have any issues, starts to provide some stuff to the market as well. So uh, it just might be too little too late for some of the demand stuff to be a huge um, issue. I, I think at this point, though, it's going to be a bigger thing if we can start seeing some corn demand and, and see ethanol continue than it would be with beans, because we'll see beans from South America and help, helpful amounts of beans a lot sooner than we're going to see corn. Any frustrations for wheat? I mean, it came out of the chutes this morning pretty, pretty heavy, and it just kind of lost momentum. Yeah, you know, and we've seen some of this. And I think with wheat, especially Minneapolis wheat, you could see because of its location, because of, you know, the fact that, it, you know, there's not a lot of other places that it's going to come from. And, you know, you saw the ratings that came out yesterday that were very poor in Montana, South Dakota, you know, those areas for Minneapolis spring wheat. I think that's a big part of why you got the huge jump that we got. And it won't shock me to see that that market stays really strong, even if other things start to trend lower, because it, it can separate itself. It's a totally different thing here. So I think you have to worry a little bit, um, even though we overall, you know, throw them all in there, Kansas City, Minneapolis, Chicago, uh, they have it has the best fundamentals here to continue a, a move higher. Um, but it's also it, – relatively overbought at this point. So you could see some breaks, again, that you would expect to get bought. When you look at Minneapolis, I mean, it hasn't taken even a day hardly for uh, any downturn uh, to get bought up and and go ahead and make new highs. So it's been a really strong market. Uh, We'll see, like you said, we were up 15 to 18 today and closed five and a half lower on that market. So uh, we'll see if that gets bought up uh, again as we move into tomorrow. All right, let's jump over to livestock side. We'll touch on this briefly because there's not a lot of information about it, but everybody keeps saying ASF and Russia, markets haven't reacted, but there hasn't been a lot of information coming out of Russia for this. No, I'm, you know, I'm sure that we'll, people will be watching closely for that. I, I Like you and I talked, I haven't seen a whole lot of other information on it either, so I'd, I'd caution myself on uh, uh, commenting too, too much on it. But, you know, when you look at... Um, you know, some of these markets, it, hogs are obviously down. I, I haven't seen a lot of big info there. I think you've seen some heavier weights coming to the market and just lack of info. Um, in a time of year where 
guys maybe trying to take up some positions as you work into a time that's you know generally even weaker than we are right now usually. So uh, I think you just have a lack of information there and some guys taking some profits on some stuff. But as you work into cattle, I mean, I think they were just really surprised by the placement numbers and, and overall the cattle on feed report that we saw on Friday. I think most were expecting that to trend the other direction. Um, it obviously didn't. You've seen lower placements, plus you've seen uh, cash, you know, increase overall. Not heavily, but, you know, an overall increase, and you're expecting um, pretty big kill numbers, um, and they're expecting some bigger kill numbers again next week. So just a, a strong market overall. This was kind of an area that I expected us to get to. Uh, a little worried because we kept bumping our head up against the 50-day moving average um, on the December chart. Really gained some momentum when we got over that today and moved up, you know, just under the 50% retracement of this whole move down from August. So we will see, that's sitting right about 131.60 on the beast board. We'll see if we can push through that area or if we're going to bump up against that tomorrow as well. But uh, it won't shock me to see a little bit of give back, maybe a retest of that 50-day. Uh, but overall, the fundamentals look good there. All right, sounds good. Best way for folks to get a hold of you, Aaron? Uh, just give me a call at 402-309-3171 or email me at abertles at crossroadsml.com. And that is today's Fontenelle Final Bell. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss, not suitable for all investors. The Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the World Radio Network.